Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Holdcast for 7500holdcom Sorry we missed you last week, but this week we're back, and it's a full house today. I'm joined by Robert Lintot and James Rushton. How's Howdy, sir. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back, isn't it? In the way for a while. So. Yeah, it was a nice break. I didn't have to watch <laughs> as much Villa as you guys did. And no, it was probably, awful. Probably tough for you in being in Hawaii, Robert, and really just jetting, jetting all over, I guess, for various reasons, but... Uh, Hawaii was terrible, and, and 10 hours behind, it gave me an excuse not to watch Villa, and uh, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, you, it was, if you were going to pick a time to go, to be <laughs> fair, though, you could have picked any time in the fall, because <laughs> Villa hadn't won, as we know, since the 8th of August. Now, January 13th, as we're recording yesterday, though, big, big win for Villa, obviously, number two on the year. It's hardest to, to get the first one, but really it's it's just like starting a new season, I guess, I would say, really. It's, it's ridiculous how big this feels. Yeah. Like it's the second one of the year. We're still a crap team, and yet it feels like everything is different. Being on double points is underrated, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't expect it, but 11. 11 yeah. now. Joint worst. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, but it's joint worst, whereas yeah, exactly. when you recorded your pod earlier, it was just pure worst. Yeah, um, you, know, you know, there's no way we're going to be the worst now. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, we've got to get a draw. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, perfect. Uh, how are you feeling after all of that, Jack? I just just have to be ecstatic, I think. I mean, especially first first win at Villa Park since May. <laughs> and in the league. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous to, when you think about it, because... Literally, how? How is this possible? How were we that bad? And then yesterday, how did we actually win? <laughs> Through the grace of God and good fortune, finally. I mean, um, it's it's hard to say the, the whole narrative has changed. We're probably still going down, but there is a chance now. And, I mean, James, you were there. You have to, you have yep. to attest to the crowd. It, from what I heard, it was really loud. I could tell, like, just watching. Yeah. It was loud. Yeah. I mean, it was, it. yeah. Um, you saw the attendance figures, twenty-eight thousand. When you're sitting there, it's really photos as well. I've talked about it's like proper empty, and you wouldn't have expected it to be so loud. Um, the only match that was close was the one against West Ham, the last match, in atmosphere, and that had almost double people there. So amazing uh, effort by everyone there, really. And you know, <laughs> can't express how happy I am about that victory. Seriously. Broke my yeah, voice box. First home win of the year, and definitely worth losing your voice for, I think. Yeah, uh, I didn't think I could scream that loud. <laughs> so, at this point, how much have you paid per win? <laughs> I can't work out. Um, season tickets. Oh my god, don't even go there. Yeah, no, don't do it. I don't want to depress you. This is the happy day, but at some point at the end of the season, you need to uh, sit down and calculate your per win cost. Yeah, I must well, have spent what, nearly a thousand. It'll just be half the price of the season because the season's half over, and I was <laughs> at home. So. Oh, yeah, it's it's more money than sense, isn't it? Really, <laughs> <laughs> like no one should be paying that much money to see teams not win. <laughs> like that's the bottom line. Uh, it was like, really flabbergasting to realize. I mean. I knew that, that was the first time we'd won at Villa Park this year, but to actually put two and two together and go, holy crap! All of those season ticket holders just witnessed their first win. That's not insane. Just, yeah. um, it's not even that, is it? It's a goal 
like goals are hard enough, let alone wins. Playing good. <laughs> so there's a lot you of were saying there. you didn't even realize it was a goal, though. Yeah. Oh, God. Because um, the, the Crystal Palace had won the toss, the coin toss, so they got to choose where they kicked, and they kicked away from the whole the second half. Mm-hmm. So Villa were attacking the north stand, which is obviously not you know how it happened, how it works. So when the ball goes across the line, everyone started cheering, and all the Villa players were hugging. And I thought it was a penalty or a free kick, you know, a chance. But it comes up on the screen with you know the no goal goal thing, and everyone just started screaming. I was like, what is going on? I didn't even see the goal, even on the replay. I didn't see the goal. It was only Jack Snapchat that showed me the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, everyone says all these things about you guys that, like, maybe American fans aren't as proper, but I, I saw a goal from you guys, you know. I can go down there and pay as much as I want. You guys throw me the goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll go back to kind of start from the beginning of the match. It was, I mean, you got a, a rarity of seeing Kozak in the starting lineup. Mark Bunn was in the starting lineup. And Ali Sissoko coming back in and... I think the changes kind of energized the team. The The level of play was very high throughout the match. Yeah, mm. absolutely. If you discount those first 45 seconds when Zaha had the shot ping off the uh, post, it looked really good from the beginning because Lieber Kozak making his first start since two, three boxing days ago uh, against Crystal Palace, uh, he charges down the field and creates a chance all by himself and instantly shows why everyone has been clamoring to see him back in the team. Yeah, exactly. I think finally the fans got got one proof right over at least Sherwood a little bit over guard. Maybe you can you can understand guard's reluctance to play him if he hadn't been playing and oh we're just gonna sell him in January, whatever, okay, but yeah, comes back in and put in a good shift. I think he obviously he was rusty and I'd attribute the offside the many offsides to that. But Overall, he was a good option. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when he was announced, what was the crowd reaction, James? Amazing. Um, I'll have to dig out the video. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, when when he was announced, obviously he had the booze for Lescott and Guza. Um, mm-hmm. that, that quickly changed. But when Kozak was announced, screamed probably one of the loudest cheers of the night apart from the goal and when the whistle was the final whistle was blown. So yeah, it's really good to see him back. I mean... He wasn't at 100% clearly, and he looked a bit late. Not lazy, but wasn't his awareness and sharpness wasn't there, um, you know, attributing to those offsides. But, yeah, it was amazing to see him back. Everyone was clamoring for him back. And at least we had a bit of a reason why he wasn't back. And it's good to see, hopefully, improve in the future. You know, from his I'm, intrigued. I'm intrigued as to what you both think. Um, he was obviously rusty. I totally agree. Yeah. He was not great. That said, I still think he was equal to the best shifts we've seen from any of our strikers except Jordan Ayew this season. Yeah, um, with Rudy Gestead, he's clearly like our fittest, you know, healthiest option. And if he can't make a run behind the defender at 100%, and Kozak can do it at 60%, what's the point of him? <laughs> you know, um, Kozak's probably our best striking option unless we can buy someone. Um, but yeah, his rustiness was there. As I said, yeah. improved for the future. AU still AU, and amazing. That's made the boys can't describe his performance last night. So, yeah. Jack, where do you rate Kozak's performance? Oh, uh, yeah, I think I think Kozak did did the job well enough, just as as good as Rudy would have done for sure, probably better, like James just said. But regarding Ayu, he had what like ninety percent pass accuracy, and obviously he was everywhere. And I think I mean, you probably have to give him the armband at this point. 
I think so, yeah. Remember in September when everyone was telling us we uh, signed the wrong brother? Idiots, man. <laughs> uh, if you told me in September that Jordan A would run 90 yards back at the 89th minute of a game to tackle the ball from Jason Punching in midfield on a rainy Tuesday night <laughs> in Birmingham, I'd have laughed at you, but I saw it. I'm a believer. <laughs> I'm That's pretty good. Everyone, uh... everyone was flying around. Like nobody, nobody yeah. dropped off. Like really late in the day, everyone was still had a lot in the tank. I don't know how maybe the new fitness coach is uh, is actually doing his job, but it just yeah. seems seems like a big difference from the Sherwood era, at least from what we saw earlier in the season. I've heard a couple of people say that, and I would disagree a little. I, I mean, I think they picked it up in the final few minutes. But I think from around 70 to 85 or so, they did start to look pretty tired. Yeah. Things were flagging. And then I think the adrenaline kicked in at the end when it, they sort of realized, oh, crap, we could actually do this. But I did think that it looked like there was maybe some fitness issues going on. I wanted to see a sub a little earlier than we did. I mean, it is it is the busy, busy period, and you're right. I would have liked to see a, a sub, more than one sub, actually. But putting on Clark at the end was good. Kind of helped shore up the defense, but... As someone pointed out on Twitter, though, as much as I did want to see a sub, they asked, you know, who on this bench would you prefer to see from the 11 out there right now? And I couldn't give a good answer. Um, the bench is a problem. There's no depth there. Uh, yeah, 100% agree. Um, I was speaking to my dad just, uh, yesterday. We usually go, well, at least Greenish can come on, you know, Adama can come on. Mm-hmm. Even Gabby. Um, all these players aren't there anymore. They're either injured or not part of the team. Um, so, you know, when your depth's Michael Richards or Rudy Gestead, you're, you're in for a problem. Yeah, I mean, when all your all of your central midfielders are already out there to start with, it's hard to put someone else on, and that, yeah. that's going to totally change the shape and kind of impact the game. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like I could have done with Carlos Sanchez yesterday. <laughs> Couldn't I, to be honest, someone big, just a tackle in the midfield. But, yeah. Yeah, he, he would have been a good option later in that game there, just yeah, get his definitely. energy in there. Definitely. Um, what about the other Premier League starting debutant this season? That's a lot of qualifiers. But Mark Bunn, were you too happy with him? Yeah, he didn't do much, did he really? He had one shot, but everything was there. The defense, the organization of the defense, maybe that's something that's got to be attributed to Brad Guzan. Everything looked, just looked so much more solid. Yeah, I was, I was pleased with his kicking as well, his distribution yeah. Miles ahead of what we usually see from Guzman. I I wonder if that's actually praise or not. It's such a low bar to hurdle. Yeah. Um, yeah you still have to do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he didn't fail. He was he kept a clean sheet. It's a disappointing though to see how far Brad Guzman's fallen in uh, recent years. Uh, probably one of the Premier League's best keepers uh, a few years ago, the Lambert, and now it's just nothing. <laughs> You know, yeah. the picture you took on the, uh, you saw on the bench. God, how times, how, how rough times, man, for the U.S. national team starting keeper, my ad. Yeah, it's yeah, bad with Tim Howard right now. Yeah, Tim Howard's been bad as well, but... Yeah. You know what, with with Bunn in there, we had all thought, I mean, we saw him in preseason, I guess that's it, and, okay, this is not a Premier League keeper or whatever. I mean, we still probably know that, but... At least you give him a chance, and maybe he's, he can play at the top of his game and do just well enough. Yeah, I mean, would you rather have a Premier League keeper like Houston who makes mistakes and is unreliable, or would you have a Championship keeper like Mark Bum, reliable, 
championship keeper. I think I have to go for the reliable option, regardless of the league or quality. That's definitely definitely something to build for the future. <laughs> yeah. You know what we have there. Yeah, we definitely need a new goalkeeper, regardless. But it's good to see that we have an option and we did something and changed something and it worked. One of the things that we all said a lot in December was that Villa should be looking for a keeper in January. Mark Bunn has had two pretty good games in a row. Does it change your opinion? Do we still need to find a better keeper? Yeah, I, I think so, because maybe maybe at that point you can move Guzan on. Yeah. Uh, Mark Bunn's clearly happy being a supporting option as well. Like He hasn't got a problem doing whatever he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we need to have a better keeper or a younger keeper, we can buy, maybe not now, but in the summer, if we go down or stay up um, as a long-term option. Mark Bunn's always going to be there to be a safe pair of hands, like Guzan was in the first place. I'm Friedel all those years ago. Yeah. If we end up going down, I really hope we see, um, what's his name, young kid in the academy. Uh, Benji Segrist? Yeah, he's been there for, yeah. oh my God, ages. I remember playing yeah. football, football manager 2008. <laughs> yeah, and he's, and he's what, 19, I think? <laughs> Don't know, but he's worth a shot. He's shot not 19 him. anymore. Maybe he was <laughs> in 2008. <laughs> I think he's still. I'm looking. I think he's still pretty young. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Amazingly young for a goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I'd like to see him if we ended up going down. I think we should give him a chance. Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen to Jed Steer as well? I'm just not going to deal with him, are we? I keep forgetting we have him. I think that's a that's a big problem with Villa is that we're just accumulating a lot of players just on the wage pill as players like Senderos who now you're trying to move on Charles and Dugby as well and hell even Gabby. Yeah. Yeah. Gabby and Inksobby are definitely the worst examples because their wages could pay twenty of Senderos's, you know, <laughs> ten of them. Yeah. Uh, so big mistake, uh, lack of foresight with those two, I think. I mean, you can't yeah. be blamed. But. And since you both last podcasted, Remy Gard has made it pretty clear that he wants to clear out some of that dead wood. And Inzogbia was, I think, named and Gabby was implied with those? Yeah, I, I think I saw both were linked with AEK Athens, which that's weird because they <laughs> you can't figure a Greek team has enough money to pay either of those, but Villa are obviously going to have to take a, a pretty big cut. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is that Athens may be of a better footballing quality than Aston Villa right now, so I'm not sure they would want. Why would they want Gabby and Enzogbia? What would be the temptation for Gabby and Enzogbia to go there? I mean, why would you want to go play for Athens? Money. It must be. It must be money. Money, or the fact that their their pound can go a hell of a long ways in Greece. <laughs> I can't see Gabby leaving Birmingham. Really, like maybe. Okay, he was linked with Wolves and. I could see that, maybe, but... What if he ended up at West Brom? Oh, my God. His ultimate heel turn. He's a proper uh, Tony Pubis player, isn't he, as well? Proper, like, example. I I feel like Tony Pubis would love him. A back four of four centre-backs today against Chelsea. Oh, God. In the the draw, but, you know, that's just Pubis for you, but... Um, yeah, and I guess you were, you were talking a little bit, Robert, about since we last saw you, and, well, not us seeing you, but us seeing the viewers, obviously, or listeners, but uh, we, had the, we had the Sunderland loss, 
And at the time, I don't think you can you can say that it didn't doom us, but now there's there's just a little bit of hope, but that Sunderland game was really bad. Yeah, I thought Herbert wrote a really good article um, that posted just a little bit before kickoff yesterday that said, if we had beaten Sunderland, we all probably would have expected a loss against Crystal Palace, and the result would have been three points either way. Whereas if we lose to Sunderland and beat Crystal Palace, we've got a little momentum heading into Leicester. I'm not sure if he's totally right, but I like the thinking on it. I mean, what upset me about the Sunderland, I'm not sure if you saw it, Robert, but what upset me about the Sunderland match is not the fact that we lost, it's the fact that Villa literally chucked the game at them. They just went, nah, you you guys can have this. And that was the most disappointing thing for me, is that they just suddenly gave up and... I know we say, as you know, this word they gave up every single match, but they seriously gave up that. Bakuna chucked the ball to a Sunderland player at one point from a throw-in, like directly at the feet of. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just the wrong game to give up. If you're if you're gonna yeah. throw one away against Arsenal, whatever, you were losing it anyway. Sunderland just ahead of us in the table. That was one where at least if you had a draw, you prevent them from taking all three points. Yeah. yeah. But I bet, you know, before that Sunderland match, if you had said what's going to happen, you might have said three points to Villa between Sunderland and Palace, and we got those three points. Yeah, I'd have taken that trade. Yeah. Yeah, Um, And and it feels better to get that win at home, I think. Yeah, I mean, away fans, away support's amazing and all that, but if you can't win at home, can you call yourself... Um, Aston Villa FC of Birmingham. <laughs> no, you can't. You can call yourself Aston, Aston Villa FC if you can go to London and win. But you have to win at home. That's about my line, isn't it? Yeah. It's your house. It's your fortress. <laughs> yeah. Even wow. though, even though the stadium of late had been a pretty happy home <laughs> yeah. ground for Villa lately, but <laughs> I love that word. Uh, you don't just call it a hunting ground. It's just it's always a happy hunting ground, isn't it? Like that's <laughs> the. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I guess no, no Benteke. Uh... No goals against Sunderland. No Gabby either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're missing our most port, uh, potent forces. <laughs> oh, I think, I think I saw that before this start for Bunn, his last Premier League start, Gabby scored two goals against him. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got, In 2013. Gabby Bunn was probably one of the most disappointing decline, well, declines in a football player because... You know, when he's against a, under O'Neill, he was playing for England, and you know he, he was quite good. Not just pace, but that's some technical ability that's just not there anymore. Like His story really, is basically the story of Villa. It's really regressed, yeah. It's like intertwined symbiotes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just need to cut him loose. Maybe he's the albatross. <laughs> just kick him out. Just go, <laughs> go to work at Asda, Walmart. <laughs> Or he could just become good again and so could the club. <laughs> I've heard he might be moving to Wolves, which is just like... I think that's a bit of a too high level for him still. I think he is. <laughs> not being horrible, but like you, you guys know there's nothing there for him anymore. But, I hear Wickham could use a striker. <laughs> imagine that if he goes and scores against yeah, us. Maybe we, we could trial him next week at Wickham. <laughs> Or you could just give them to Pageant Rangers. <laughs> as as the yeah. local charity. <laughs> he probably lives near nearer to Pageant Rangers and Villa. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was the Sunderland loss, which sucked. No more about that. Then there was Wickham, which also sucked. Um, dubious penalty call. 
did either of you think that should have been a penalty? Hmm. Not, um, it's tough because it's hard to say that it shouldn't have been a penalty because we're the big team against them, and, you know, that they, they were at home, so yeah. you wouldn't really think that crowd would sway the ref so much, but who knows? I mean, yeah. from, my, from my point of view, I think uh, we, we always say if it's a foul in midfield, it shouldn't it's a foul in the box, but um, it didn't really prevent any kind of goal scoring opportunity that I could see. There was it was real on the edge of the box. I mean, it was a fifty fifty header as well. The ball was open and taken. facing away from the goal. They they weren't making a move yeah. at the goal or anything. And yeah. When you see Michael Richards being hauled down in the goal mouth in the path of the ball, that's a goal. Like, there's no question that's a goal. And you know we can't argue that should have been given and that should have. But when you see them both, you think, oh, but what's what what's the crack here? What <laughs> what's going on here? Um, personally, I don't think it was penalty at all. Well, maybe yeah, maybe the ref was thinking back to Michael Richmond's <laughs> against Leicester when he was a foot in front of the goal and missed. anyways. But yeah, uh, I don't think it was a penalty. But yeah, if the guy wants to give it, I mean, Wickham, they've earned it. It's a big sort of football, isn't it? This little club that's in debt is going to Villa Park to earn some money now. So fair play. Mm-hmm. I'm happy yeah. with that. <laughs> you know. At this point, are you all that worried about the FA Cup, especially given the fact that if we win, we're playing Manchester City next? Well, Manchester City couldn't beat us in the league, could they? So uh, let's give it all we've got, maybe. You know, <laughs> a, there's no point in not trying. Is there? I mean, Villa need as much matches as they can play to bond and get this style of play that they, you, you know, that was shown against Crystal Palace, pinging the ball around so fast. It's amazing to see, and if they can keep get a run of matches to do that, then why not? Why not go see? Us? See if I can go in the FA Cup. Yeah, it's a chance to work some more players into the team. Sissoko, get him back into this into the swing of things. Richards, if we go with him, at right back again, like we did against Wickham, and he actually did manage to score a pretty decent goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Richards looked like a natural at right back. It's as if that's his best surprise. position. <laughs> surprise! <yeah. laughs> um, it's a shame because I do want him to succeed. He wants to be a centre back, and you wouldn't want anyone to fail in what they wanted to do. But clearly, he's a few years away from achieving that. Um, he's still like quite relatively in the middle of the park for a footballer. Maybe when he's 33, he can drop back, but he's definitely still got the pace and legs and you know awareness to be a right back. So just be a right back until you can learn to play centre back. <laughs> yeah, he's got to he's got to use his legs while he still has them. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and he looked good at right back. I mean, not just like okay, better than Alan Hutton. He looked legitimately good. Well, if you think about it, he he did the same things Alan Hutton did, but better, and scored a goal, which is how much percent of an improvement over Alan Hutton? <laughs> so, well, one divided by zero, you can't do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, this is no offense to Alan Hutton if he's left. He's probably not left there, but but I don't know there's people who love him, but. He's just shit, is <laughs> Like, he's such uh, a yeah. good It's too late. <laughs> it's I, just, like... I find it hard to get irritated at him because it's what Villa Review were talking about this week. That guy works his ass off. He does, yeah. Club. And like, he's not good enough, but he tries so yeah. hard. Well, it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, it feels bad to say that, but like... West Ham match when Steve of the Villa Review said he left enough space on the left and right hand side that Aaron Cresswell could have developed the property there and sold food there. Like, yeah. You can't. Maybe if we're doing better, you can have a role, you know, because we can rely on his, you know, someone else to cover for him. 
when you're this far down and he's him and Guzan are the reason goals are given away. There's no room, is there? Yeah. Oh, if you, you chuck him on for a forward late in the match and he's good for a yellow card that can stop them on a counter, maybe. But... Well, just play him as a winger if all his best attributes are attacking. <laughs> like, Why like not? <laughs> Why not, yeah. Sort I mean, of with... making Leandro Bakuna point two. <laughs> yeah. Bakuna seems to be better at defending, at defending than him as well, so it's just switch him around. Play him play out as a winger. God. At least now we don't have to play Bakuna on the left, which was a disaster. Because yes. he, those those couple matches when it was him and Richardson both deployed out there, it was Bakuna was still thinking he was left back when he was actually was left mid and both their average position was about the same position. It was just what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. One of the big stories clearly is Ali Sosoka coming back and as great as it is to have a left back, it just looks like he's so out of his depth. Like every time he gets the ball he just wants it away. Like as far away from him as possible. Um, and God, boy, that, that guy can't but cross at all. <laughs> of all the attributes to have as a left back, that's not the worst. Yeah. I mean, if he wants it as far away from him as possible, that generally means upfield, which means yeah. he's accomplished his job. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a sh- so far away from Jordan Amavi. God, how much I miss him. Yeah. You, you don't realize what you've got until it's gone, and, and watching Ali Sissoko try to cross... <laughs> oh, I think we realized when Amavi went down that we were kind of screwed at left back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> when watching Ali Sissoko try and cross is like, you know, when a giraffe tries to go to sleep and you just look so uncomfortable and awkward. It's kind of bending everywhere. It just looks like he doesn't know. He just looks up and looks around. About four t- it takes about five seconds longer than it should. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> You just feel sorry for him. You just feel like all that pressure. You just want to take it away from him. <laughs> it's okay, Ali. He'll be better than anyone else except Jordan. <laughs> he just looks like so scared as all the time. Just feel so sorry for him. Yeah, but I mean, if if he can keep defending well enough, just yeah. shuttle that ball forward to Ghana and Veratu, who both were pretty good. There's, I mean, Veratu four. He has four assists in what are less. Of our last seven goals, yeah. yeah. Um, all four, yeah, all four of his assists coming in the last eight matches, I think. Mad to say that that last match wasn't even Verity's best <laughs> for Aston Villa as well. You know, he's had be- definitely had better matches for Villa, but he's played better and uh, moved a lot more. But Turns out yeah. that all three of the Jordans ended up panning out from this summer. I yeah. mean, Amavi is obviously injured, but. He was pretty darn good while he was here, and Veratu and Ayu are both looking really good. Yeah, um, it just goes to show that Tim Sherwood must have been in charge at some point of this tactical uh, transfer recruitment because there's no way someone would have looked at our team and went, "Yeah, Alan Horton's definitely the best right back we can get," <laughs> you know. And <laughs> I don't think yeah. Tim Sherwood's capable of buying people like Jordan Ayu, Veratu, and Amavi just like that on a risk. It have went for people proven. Yeah, when he signs Rudisted and Julian Muscat, it's like okay, these are the Sherwood signings, and then <laughs> the French. I don't know. They say Moneyball signings, but that's not even it's not even Moneyball. It's just buying young players to try to sell them. Yeah, these guys, these investment signings. That oh hey, they're good. Maybe the the sporting directors are doing something. Yeah, one of the worst things I think anyone can say is that Jordan Veritu and Jordan Ayu are moneyball signings when 
you can literally go on YouTube and look at how good these people are. It's not yeah. like the stats tell the stories of these guys. There's so much more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Moneyball signing is someone from a lower league, someone for value. Jordan Amavi, uh, Jordan Veritu, <laughs> Jordan Ayu weren't bought, bought for value at all. They were bought at full price, you know? <laughs> so, nah, no Moneyball in that for me at all. Yeah, absolutely agreed. But, so we've got the win... We've got a replay against Wickham coming up, and we've got the loss against Sunderland. Uh, where to next this evening, Jack? Yeah, I just wanted to mention a couple couple of the results around us with Sunderland beating Swansea today 4-2. Swansea got a red card, and it was kind of over from there, and they're really getting dragged down into, into this relegation mire. And uh, Norwich lost to Stoke, so they're still, still struggling, even though they got an easy three points off Villa not too long ago, and I guess uh, kind of a relevant one, Leicester managed to pull in a win off against Spurs State Robert Hood's late late goal, and they won it 1-0. So they got some momentum back after kind of a low Christmas period before they come to play us. Yeah, you don't want Leicester. Yeah, if Villa are good at anything, it's reverting momentum. It's usually a losing team that gets a win, so... Maybe now that Leicester have their win, we can reverse that momentum for them. Uh, yeah. God, we can only hope. But it's it's kind of shocking. Like you said, that, that Swansea lost today, it drags them right back down. And I don't know what it is. We were talking about this before the podcast, but psychologically, being at eight points feels like this is untenable. But suddenly being at 11 points, looking up at the table, only eight points back of Swansea, this seems like something that's doable. It doesn't seem likely or probable at this point, but it doesn't seem like we're doomed at this moment. No. I don't know why. I agree. Um, I mean, people might want Sunderland to lose every match as well, but you don't want to be above Sunderland. You want to be above Swansea. So, you know, if we're above Sunderland, that's great. We finished 19th. You know, you don't, you want to aim for Swansea. You want to aim for that 17th, and if Swansea leaves, that's good. It just brings him down with us. Uh, but yeah, hopefully beat Leicester, get those three points, and then suddenly we're looking at maybe five. Five points yeah. away from safety. That's not even do. That's more than likely. Yeah. yeah. Um, our mantra has been ten wins coming into this week. Uh, we're down to nine. Do you think 38 points would be enough if we got those nine more wins? Let Jack explain that one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You'd have to hope 38 is going to be enough just because everyone... Then again, everyone could be on 40. There could be six teams that end on 40, and we're just sitting in 18th on 38. So it's obviously it's too early to call, but like you guys were saying, it's more more reachable, and I was just thinking that it's at least less embarrassing if we stage somewhat of a run and finish 19th or 18th, and now it's not the discussion's about, oh, worst Premier League season ever like Derby County, but okay, whatever. They had just a horrible first half of the year. I mean, if, if we finish 18th and we that's better, that our worst team is better than Newcastle and Sunderland, that's good enough for me. <laughs> you know, I'll take that. At this point, 20 points seems like a, a real possibility, at least. <laughs> God, it's amazing how underrated being on a double figures is, isn't it? Like, I mean, yeah, and I guess it's, it's something that Alex mentioned in his column today. Villa have seemed like junk, but underlying this all, there's been that suspicion that they aren't as bad as they've looked. Like, this team on paper should never have been this bad. Yeah, um, another reason why Sunderland Moss was so bad, because they were bad 
they were terrible. Same with mm-hmm. Norwich and these teams just we managed to let them win, uh, which is annoying. Villa's problem isn't being bad at football. They play through some style at least. It's scoring goals and giving up. Um, definitely, a, you know, you see the lack of effort, and it's a horrible word to keep going back to. You know, people have got to try more. But yeah, you see what trying does, <laughs> and, and you beat Crystal Palace one now purely yeah. by trying. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, I think we've got enough of, of the Palace game, but. Yeah. Let's move on to Twitter questions, which actually I didn't think James was going to be drunk <laughs> so he, he hit us with a few with, first one was, when can I come back? I don't like my podcast anymore, but that's too bad because uh, I know Robert and I both did actually really enjoy your podcast. Yeah, it's a neat joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't heard it yet, um, if you're subscribed to the podcast, you've already seen it in your feed. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, though, go check out James's new podcast on the Pod My Lord. Because that was one of the more enjoyable 35 minutes I've spent in a while. Yeah, thank you very much. Kind of it, it, a knife into Stan Collingmore's plan, which I think a lot of people have been thinking about in one way or another. But James kind of put it all together and actually ended up agreeing with him on a couple points. Which, I mean, of course, Collingmore was going to get one or two right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he didn't say them out of the goodness of his heart. He went, oh, I've got to make someone like me. <laughs> That's why he chose a few of them. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Didn't think I'd be joined. Um, I loads of questions. I'll let yeah, you answer next, that. Next one was from Simon Ray at Simon Ray. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that the result against Palace will be repeated? 1 was the very depressed emoji face, and 10 was the blushing smile face. So... Uh, I don't know. I think uh, maybe I'd go with about a, a five, just uh, the the line across the mouth face. Just, I don't know. The speaker Paul Ryan face? Yeah. I would go with the uh, the upside-down smiley face and a, and a four. I think I'd just go those eyes at, like, three. The eyes. Just, Surprise. just the eyes. You serious? <laughs> Just like what? Here's the thing. If you were to ask me a couple of days ago, do we have a chance in hell against Leicester? The answer would have been obviously no. But riding the momentum of a win, coming in against the league leaders right now, um, I don't know. I, I don't. I would never predict a win here, but it feels like there's there's a chance that something could happen at least. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, who knows how the match could go, especially with the way the last the last time these teams met, how that one went. Mm-hmm. It's a derby match, isn't it? Um, you know, hopefully it might be a sellout. So, and they're on the back of a win at home. Everything's in their favour. And yeah. probably the best question we got, another one from James, but would you rather fight 100 hill-sized Kozaks or one Kozak-sized hill? Uh, I, I think the Kozak-sized hill would probably beat me because it would be so damn adorable I'd be caught off guard. I think that either one of them would beat you. Just just imagine a, an angry mob of mini Kozaks. <laughs> I could run away from them. They're pretty slow. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. If, but if they got you, you'd be on the receiving end of a lot of headbutts. <laughs> In, or or uh, failed overhead kicks. Oh, my gosh. Just just going to get someone in the face with those. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't get a yellow for that. Who was that that he kicked? I mean, he shouldn't have gotten a yellow. It was totally incidental. Damon Delaney. Yeah. 
Um, but totally incidental, went for a backwards overhead kick and just nailed the guy in the head. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. Much only anticipation, just waiting for it. And just missing and then kicking someone in the head. That's like he just, for the match, he was going to go for an overhead kick and that was the moment, so he just had to go for it. That's right. It's now. Nah. I just want to say hello because we just got a tweet to uh, Havard Furseth, a listener from Norway. So thank you for staying up late in Norway to listen to us. Uh, that's awesome. You're my hero. We yeah, just got a tweet saying that. Thanks to everyone who listens, but especially thanks to you. Oh, that's so nice. Um, <laughs> also, another uh, another good one is from by the By the Minute Aston Villa account at By the Minute Villa. Since Villa won yesterday, should Remy ride the good luck and wear the same suit and jacket for the rest of the year? And, of course, I, I mean, until he either Pep Guardiola rips the seam on the side, <laughs> celebrating or hitting or hitting or, hitting or doesn't... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you should wear it for the rest of the year and not wash it. Yeah, should just use a bit of deodorant. Get away with it. Hit him after shave, maybe. <laughs> can, can you loan him some? Do <laughs> yeah. something. Get away with it. Keep it on. Get away with it. Definitely lucky. All right. Lucky. Unless unless we had any other late ones that I didn't see, I think that was that was all we got. So thank you for your Twitter questions. And I guess we'll wrap up the show with the Leicester City match, Saturday, prime time, 5.30 GMT at 12.30 Eastern. 10.30 Pacific, 8 a.m. Hawaii? Sure. It'll still be a 30. It'll still be a 30. Well, yeah. <laughs> They're not that strange. It's not one of those, like, the Cook Islands or something where it has just only a half-hour time zone. <laughs> Fiji. Damn it, Venezuela. <laughs> what you should do in the uh, How to Watch Freds. How to Watch Freds. Maybe include a time from some random country. Just... Maybe Australia time for the time. I like that idea. I like that idea. The international audience. International audience. Yeah, but anyways, gonna be gonna be at Ella Park, so two matches in a row there. Well, it'll be three really, right? Because we'll have the FA Cup. Sorry, we didn't mention that the FA Cup replay is gonna be the 19th of January at Villa Park against Wickham. But Leicester will travel to Villa Park. They're in second with 43 points. My God, almost four times as many as us. But had we not won, they would have more than five times as many points as Villa. Oh, my God. That's horrible. We got a, a nice, uh, nice plus 13 cushion Villa. Still on the bottom, but now 11 points and got the goal difference to an even minus 20. Yeah. All plaudits have to go to Leicester City for what I've done this year. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I hope you beat them. <laughs> I'm ruining all that. I'm all that. Yeah, they're good, but we still have to hate them. I hope we beat them so hard, so hard that they don't even finish top five, top six. Top six. I hope we beat them so hard we get so deducted points. points. <laughs> it's just unfair. <laughs> don't storm the pitch, James. <laughs> I kind of like being on eight points, though. I just wanted to see how bad it could get. Bad it could get. Yeah, you got to think. You got to think. Revenge is going to be a big thing in this match, especially just we were talking about a little bit how 
how the last match went up 2-0 and just completely throw it away. And that was a goal that, that Grealish actually scored his first goal in, his first Premier League goal. And ended up not being a happy day. God, I forgot that Grealish... That was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was, it was such, a, such a long time ago. It, it feels a a few months and many, many losses away. <laughs> a few managers ago, for heaven's sake. Yeah, God. I mean, that, that's how long it's been. That's kind of crazy. Kind of so, so, so what do you guys think here? I mean, what do you guys think here? I mean, is a draw wrong, or do Villa have to win? Villa have to win. I, mean, I think a, I think a draw against the team that's in second place is still still a bit of a confidence boost, and obviously better than a loss. Just but you, you Villa have to go for the win if you if you're going for it, and Leicester end up pulling ahead and you can scrape back a draw. That's okay, but just don't go ahead and and let them back in it. Don't blow it. Yeah, I would agree with yeah, that. Um, and you're right against the second right, place team. It would be a nice little bonus just to get anything. Yeah, it's it's like when we we took the draw against Man City. It's okay. You got to got to be pretty aesthetic about that. But again, now it's much much later in the year. Um, I guess James, do you think you think we're gonna see the same group of players, or at least most of the same group of players that we saw against uh, Palace, like Bun and Goal? I hope so. Um, there's no reason why not. Is there? I'm gonna play fantastic late. Got a fair bit of a little break and break. they played well together. Well together. So why not? Well, I'd like to see it, I think it's it's good that we played on Tuesday, Lester played on Wednesday. We'll have a little bit of that edge over them yeah. and yeah. even though the, the League Cup game is falling shortly, I think you just rotate for that match and keep everybody. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, whatever that thing up. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, they've already been booted from the League Cup. Yeah. Jack playing up to the stereotype. <laughs> that Americans don't care about the cops. <laughs> you know what? I actually, yeah, actually, I actually did write on, on the notes here League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw um, Tottenham's game when Harry Kane had the penalty and it would go to replay. Um, they were baking Harry Kane to miss it. <laughs> why would you ever want to lose a match? Yeah. God. Yeah, I don't understand that. Obviously, you, you you go out and you try to win every time, but try harder in the league. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, so I don't know if you guys have been doing anything differently, but Jack and I were doing over under two and a half goals for a while. What do you think? What do you think? It's it's got to be the over, even though I thought it, I thought there were going to be some goals in the Palace match, just maybe from their end, not not as much from our end, but. Villa have got to be good for a goal at home, and I mean Leicester can score. Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. Um, um, depends if I'm not sure if Vardy's still out. Vardy's still out. I think he should be back. Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> and, uh, I think it's probably going to be one-one. I think. I'd hope. I'd hope. I'll buy that. I can see Villa eking out a two-one. Don't jinx us, Robert. <laughs> no, I didn't say it would. I said I could see it. 
I could also yeah, imagine a yeah, meteorite yeah. hitting Villapart. Um, well, well, I thought Crystal Palace were going to beat us about six now. So, so <laughs> hopefully Leicester beat us Leicester seven nil, and uh, we beat them. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Just I just wanted to double check if if Vardy did play against Spurs, but um, yeah, because I'd seen he was he was going to miss. Obviously the FA Cup match, but yeah, he he played today, so I'd expect to see him on Saturday. Well, crap. <laughs> Something I heard a couple weeks ago was that over the summer Villa had a bid for Vardy accepted of like twelve million pounds or something, but Sherwood said no. That would be insane. Um, yeah, I, I just hope that's not true. Yeah, morally, I can't agree with <laughs> it. He's a good footballer, but I can't. I, I wouldn't want someone on the team, you know. He's, he did the things he's done, said the things he said. I mean, second chances and all that, but we've got a good harmony right now. And you know, if that would disrupted it, disrupted it. Yeah, he, I mean, he's truly awful. But if we weren't getting going to get relegated, okay, but whatever. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> take that deal. And go now. Nah, you're in one of my. Yeah, I'll, I'll make the deal with the devil any day. Oh, too far, I would. <laughs> but yeah, Vardy is a terrible person. Let's let's say that. So I don't know. I th I think maybe there could be a red card in this game. I think I, that's a prediction. I'll make a red card for for one of the teams. Yeah. And therefore, more than two and a half goals because someone will get hot to ten then. Hopefully, less the red card. Red card. Yeah. Hopefully, a Vardy red card first minute. If Villa get a red card, they are done. I hope both goalkeepers get red card after all the subs have been made. Who would you put in with Villa's goal as emergency keeper? Leandro Bakuna, of course. Every position. Yeah, exactly. Might as well get him there. Might as well get him there. I think Kozak just for the comedy. Or Hill. Hill for the comedy. I think Carlos, Carlos Hill would make a good goalkeeper. Very adorable goalkeeper. You wouldn't want to shoot at that beautiful. If you're playing, if you're playing with a small net, maybe. <laughs> but you can get some height on those uh, acrobatic volleys. So. Yeah, that's true. I guess we didn't say that. He he did score a fantastic goal against Sunderland. You don't need to say it. Everyone has to know. It was the high point. The high point of the match. But yeah, um, yeah. I, th I think that's I think that's all we've got for you this weekend. Always great to, to have both you guys on the pod, James and Robert. Glad to be and back. Glad to be back. Make sure you listen to James's new new podcast as well. That will, like Robert said, will still be in our feed. So you'll get that if you're following us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, Google Play Store. Not YouTube, I don't think, but. Yeah, I can put um, it on one day. Yeah. We'll we'll be back on YouTube of course this this episode, so if you've been watching us there, we're back. So as always, thank you for listening to or watching the Holtcast. We have all the latest Aston Villa News at seventy five hundred to Holt.com and on Facebook and Twitter. So for Robert Lintot and James Rushton, I'm Jack Grimsey, and we'll see you next time on the Holtcast.